Welcome back, folks, to Bits One Puck. I'm your host, Mr. Intangibles, a dry boy, and a 14th century scholar, Dan Masters, with my good friend, a man who likes to read the rule book, and a man who's fuming at Jeff Merrick. Well, if you're human, Will, how you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm alright, that's... Uh, once again, a lot of lies that you're telling to start the show. Um, what? You hadn't even heard of the 14th century until <laughs> eight minutes ago. I brought up the 14th century. What are you talking about? Yeah, and you, you said it as a joke, thinking, oh, let's let's say a year that doesn't exist. <laughs> I do know, well, Will, that did you did you know in the 14th century there was a great famine? Did you know that? From uh, millions of people across. <laughs> <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting fucking worse. It's getting so much... We need a fucking producer, like, to... <laughs> To top in How the dare you? No, you can't. You can't. No, a producer without any, you know, all due respect to the hard work that you put in, but you still have a dog in the fight of being a pair of fucking idiots. We need someone <laughs> external to pop in the old earpiece and be like, no, don't talk about the fucking 14th century for 25 <laughs> minutes to start your fucking hockey podcast. Do you know what? It, we don't because. <laughs> I always make sure. I always make sure we go like it's usually about five to six minutes of breeze. That's what I make sure. I do make sure of that because it's yeah. We can't do too much. It's fucking nuts. But at least it's normally like I don't know talking about some football nonsense or something in the news or whatever. <laughs> Not just fucking gassing about all the shit we read on the 14th century Wikipedia page, but 40 seconds ago. <laughs> I know, but fucking that was funny. That chat we had was gold. That two minutes of just oh. jokes, jokes, jokes regarding the 14th century and the Great Famine was was great stuff. Which we, I, got, I got to lead off with that. Much like the 14th century, it's an event that we don't have any record of. Uh, you know, not, it's not recorded, it's not on video, so we're just going to have to tell everyone it was real fucking funny. You'd have loved it if you were there. It was yeah. It was it was very good. It was very good. <laughs> Heavy rains, well, apparently too much <laughs> rain is what led to the great famine. It, read, is, it rained through the whole spring and summer, so yeah, the the grains could not ripen. That was the issue. That's, that's mad, isn't it? Though, because like you normally associate famine with like uh, dryness, too dry. Yeah, you're too right. Too dry, not not enough rain. So uh, too much of a good thing, Dan. Dave, you've heard that saying before. Yeah, I mean, enough water could kill a human being. So, you know, water's very good for you, isn't it? So I guess plants are just the same. And grains we, we, and things. We are water. I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> yes. Not the way I swim. I wouldn't think I was, but... <laughs> I, feel, I, feel, I feel like you could have been a swimmer in, a, in another life. You've got a bit of a swimmer's bod going on, Dan. I can, sw- yeah, I, can, I can swim. I'm just not... Look like I should be really good at it. And I'm not. And I don't know why. I, I have the technique and all the... I know how to do it and I can do it, but I can never kind of manage more than sort of two lengths in a row before I start to get really tired. Maybe it's my asthma. Oh, yeah, yeah that's know. like that's like the specific kind of stamina, isn't it? Like, it's like, like Mo, Mo Farah wouldn't be able to play 25 minutes a night, for, even for like the Sabres. I was going to say, for which team? He probably could do a shift, <laughs> couldn't he? He'd do a better he, job than some of the players. He, he doesn't have the right stamina set up does he in the same I way guess. that like yeah fucking Duncan Keith couldn't run a marathon I assume I don't know Duncan Keith looks like one of those guys who just seems to be good at everything you know one of those fucking pieces of shit who's just really good at all they do and you just think oh you twat 
I, I would agree with you, except he's not good at the thing he's being paid to be good at at the moment. So I, I feel like there's, <laughs> there's kind of a significant body of evidence that he's not that guy. <laughs> oh, you make a fair point. Oh, God. I, I, right. I try to. I try to. It's what I strive to. That's what I'm good at, making extremely fair points. All right. What do you want to... What do you want to start with? Do you want to start the rounding up of everything that happened last week after the show went off the air with the Rangers and the, f- the fight and everything? Or do you want to start with the news that broke just before the show about the you know the whole Eichel thing? I'll let you pick this week. What do you want to start with? When you said just before the show, I thought I'd missed something mad that had happened like this morning, middle of the night. Oh, no, no, no. Jack no. Eichel's murdered Kevin Adams in in a, in a fit of rage. While, so, while simultaneously holding his neck. I was going to ah. say, he's got to do it with one arm. <laughs> You've done this to me, Kevin. Let's, let's, do, let's do the Eichel thing. How... how f- <laughs> Mate, that CBA gets worse and worse every day, doesn't it? Fuck it, you are not kidding. Jesus Christ, did they even read it? I no, so I've I've only I've only seen like the the surface level quotes. Like I don't know why. So for for those who don't know, Jack Eichel is understandably very upset that the Sabers denied his request to have surgery on his own fucking neck. <laughs> As I understand it, it's a, to get a second opinion. You are allowed to do that. The player has to pay for it but they can get a second opinion. But I think ultimately the team sort of decides the main points of it, sort of around surgery and stuff like that. And I don't know if this has been said or not, but it depends on the surgery. If I calls, because, God, here I go with another fucking hockey wrestling crossover. I apologize, but Kurt Angle, Olympic gold medal, legitimate Olympic gold medalist and very famous wrestler, professional wrestler, broke his neck years ago. And he actually, sorry, he broke it in the Olympics and then broke it again when he was um, working for WWE. And he had an operation where they basically cleaned it out rather than rebuilt it. And he, instead of missing, I think about 13, 14 months, he missed about four months or something like that. And I was wondering if Eichel said, oh, well, there's actually this procedure where I don't need to get it fully repaired. I can just kind of get it cleaned out. And Buffalo said, "No, you, no. What are you talking about? You like this has to be a full-on repair thing." So I'm not sure if it's one of those things. I don't know. I'd, I'd assumed it would be the other way around. More, you know, the savers wanting him to get it fixed as quickly as possible, and maybe Eichel preferring to um, to get it done properly. But this is the complete lack of preparation we've done for for any of this. I did I did read about it yesterday, and I couldn't see anywhere that said what the kind of process was or what they were trying to do in regards to just that kind of, you know, the injury and the sort of rehabilitation thereof. But naturally they're going to try and, they're going to try and keep that sort of thing under wraps. So aren't they like, Oh God, yeah, of course, whichever way it is, they're going to keep it under wraps. I'm surprised we even know that it's it's about a fucking neck injury, you know? I mean, I was going to say, this this was the kind of thing, and we've seen this all season, that players are starting to finally speak up a little bit. And the fact that Eichel just basically said to the public something we all know, which is, I've not been happy here. It caused an absolute fucking meltdown on Twitter, which is, like we say, it's hilarious. I mean, of course he's not fucking happy. Why would you be happy? Nobody's happy there. It's an absolute disaster. And this neck thing's obviously just made it ten times worse. And you know him saying he's been upset about the way things have been handled, and 
it's not been done smoothly. There's been a disconnect between myself and the organization. It's been really tough. And Topper was, I've got to get healthy, figure out a way to be available to play hockey next year, wherever that might be. That's mad, isn't it? Like it's it's one thing for a, for a star player of, of his ilk because we've we've already seen it with McDavid in the last few years to come out and say, yeah, the team's too shit, and I don't like, I don't think that management are going to make it any less shit anytime soon. But yeah, to explicitly say, I've not been happy with how my injury rehab has been handled against my will. That's. That's next level. That's I mean, we haven't seen anything like that in the last ten years, have we? Really, not with somebody of this magnitude. Yeah, not that blatantly either. Not that honestly. It's always, it's always you can basically tell what they're saying. You know, Connor will say things haven't been going great. You know, I'd rather they improved. I want to keep doing my best for this team, and I hope we got to get better and all this kind of thing. This is just <laughs> who knows where I'm going to play next year. <laughs> They've also been fucking horrible to me. Well, well, what can I do? I'm under contract. If if only uh, there had been an option to not sign for eight years, but that would be possible. If only that was the, He was the first. He was the first player. I think I'm sure I've said this before, but he was the first player when he signed that contract that you said to me. He was the first one that you mentioned. Why do these fucking young players think they owe these organizations anything after they come out of their RLC? You know, when to sign for you, you said like I don't know why he signed for eight years. I mean, I guess it was probably the money at the time because you oh, get into dear. that. Here's eighty million dollars. Oh, cheers. Definitely, but like, and and yeah, I don't begrudge Jack Eichel too much because it isn't strictly his fault that Buffalo are are bad, and yeah, we should be rewarding loyalty for your organization, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But yeah, man, like he. I wonder if he looks back and he and he reconsiders having signed the eight year deal. I wonder if that's enough of uh if if enough has happened in his time at Buffalo since signing that to make him rethink that, or whether it is still the case of now I've got job security, I've got the money, etc. etc. We mentioned this with Connor, didn't we, that you can have all the money in the world, but if you fucking hate your life and hate your job, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Excuse me. He still has to fucking rock up to Western New York every day, just looking at that building, thinking, oh, fucking bullshit, I fucking hate this. And he's the only player now, I think, from the top 10 of the 2015-16 class that has not played in the playoffs. Really? How mad is... Yeah, he's the only... Yeah, that's it. Here it is, yeah. Every other player selected in the top 10 of the 2015 draft class has appeared in at least one playoff game. He's the only one that hasn't. That's There's brilliant. no way he's going to come... There's no way he's coming back, is there? There's no way. He why, can't why? now. Yeah, he can't. He? I mean, and it's not even the case of, well, they might, how are they going to turn it around? There's no There's no way they can turn it around. They have, apart from maybe Dylan, Dylan Cousins, maybe, that would maybe garner any kind of, unless I'm forgetting somebody, like a big return on, some, on something. That's it. He is the return. You know, any any rebuilding done around him is going to involve buyouts and all that kind of shit. At least McDavid had Drysidle. At least he's got one other player he can look at and go, that fucking guy's legit. He's really good. Who's Eichel got? He's got nothing. Well, like he's got he's got Reinhardt. Like Reinhardt is good, to be fair. He's not. Yeah, but yeah, but isn't he just good? Like I said, he's not. You know, this is Eichel. Bloody looking around the room thinking there's literally nobody even close to me at least like i said at least mcdavid's got one guy he can look at and say that guy's fucking awesome we're really good together 
What's Eichel got? He's yeah, got nothing. You're, you're absolutely right. Like he's it's like Crosby and Malkin and, and Flurry when they were in the wilderness with the penguins and stuff. But yeah. even then they got their cup really early. They got their cup really early. So those wilderness years, at least they had the cup under the under the belt sort of thing. Yeah, Sid could always go home and fucking when he's sitting having a shit in his downstairs bathroom, he's got his like fucking picture there with him holding up the trophy. At least he's got something. That's criminal that Pavel, Pavel Zakhar has played more playoff games than fucking Jack Eichel. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh my and in God. six in six years, he's had four head coaches and three GMs. In six years. So you can't even say to him, you could at least say to Connor, all right, Chiarelli was a fucking disaster. We'll get a new guy in. Give us that. We'll see how it goes. And Connor can go, right, that, all right then, fine. I'll give you that and we'll see how it goes. You can't say that to Eichel. Okay, look. Okay, try this, Jack. We'll get another head coach and another GM. Oh, great. So it'll be five head coaches and four GMs. I mean, at what point are you going to start fucking running out of head coaches and GMs to throw at me? <laughs> That's absolutely it. And and the if I'm a Sabres fan, I'm fucking terrified of what happens after they trade Eichel. Terrified. Because if this team couldn't rebuild around Jack Eichel and they've had six years to do it, Fucking hell, like how bad are they going to be without him? It's great having draft picks and all that shit, but you've got a hit on those picks. We had such we had such a laugh about the fucking Ryan O'Reilly return. Ryan O'Reilly, like, <laughs> this is going to be along this... Okay, great. You got, what, four or five pieces for Ryan O'Reilly. But what were they? They ended up being nothing. Nothing. For a guy who then... Eichel must, Eichel must look at what happened and be thinking, oh my God. The grass is so much greener on the other side of this absolute blue and gold shit show. It must he must do. Because the guy two seasons earlier, who was right there with him, left and lived everything he'd ever dreamed of. Yeah, individual awards, won the cup. Even even if you look at players like Evander Kane. Evander Kane got traded to the Sharks and for a minute was a really good team doing really well. Was he there when they went to the final? I can't remember, but I don't think so. I think that was the year after. I think but it either was way, after. still, principle being like, like you say, there there is no reason to look around the league and and see your ex colleagues, ex teammates, and think I probably and, and know that you're a better player than them, and know that you're a better player than them, and say oh, I could definitely do better elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. There's that. Yeah, there's that as well. There's that kind of when you know you're better than. It's not even he's just better than his teammates. He is immensely better than them all. Stupidly better. And he must just be, like I say, he must just be looking around thinking, what the fuck do I have to do here? What what do I have to do? And there's there's nothing he can do. Nothing that they could say to him would make him think, oh yeah, actually, maybe that'll, maybe that'll turn it around. Do you know the, um, the slight concern I'd have if I'm, if I'm Michael and I, and I put my foot down and say, Enough's enough. You're trading me this summer. I'm not coming back for a training camp. The slight concern. <laughs> yeah. Slight. Whatever you're going to say is going to be a big concern, but go on. He hasn't got any trade protection. Well, I, I mean, the only, the only good thing about that is, is that, they, that, that Buffalo would be more likely to trade him sooner than later because he's got a full no-move clause that kicks in next, after next season. Oh, is it after next season? I was just having a quick look at the... Uh... The overall yeah. page, you know, you're you're one hundred percent. So there's this season, this summer, and next summer until I yes. see July first. 
I would assume so. Yes, has to be, doesn't it? Has to be. But then, I mean, if I'm if I'm NHL if I'm NHL teams, there's no way I'm trading for him this year. Oh, we'll get to that in a second. Actually, we'll get to that in a second. Actually, no, no, we'll do it now. We'll do it now. Go go on. I was going to say, if I'm an NHL team, would you not maybe? try and hold off till that full no move kicks in so you can just pull a Taylor Hall basically and get Jack Eichel for a second and a bag of oranges. You know? <laughs> I think the difference the difference is like, yeah, you're waiting. You're waiting a year and a half. And he's Yeah, true. That's gonna be a fucking valuable year and a half of Jack Eichel well, full season, let's say now. Of Jack Eichel, because he's gonna be twenty five. What? When's his birthday? Yeah, that's going to be his age 25 season next year. So that's not that, you know, not that he's going to fucking fall off a cliff at age 26 or anything, but that's, that is peak Eichel. Like, he will be worth whatever you pay for him. Especially, like you say, if you look at previous trades that that organisation has made, like, yeah, you're not going to be giving up much more than a second round pick, are you? No, not really. <laughs> Would you trade for him now? Or would you try and wait until nearer to the deadline? Or would you try and get him as quickly as possible? And if you did, genuinely, genuinely, forget the teams because it's like certain deals are going to be certain team specific because of the players they've got to trade and the prospects they've got and the picks they've got and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. What would you go in if you're going to Kevin with a Y? What are you going in with as a kind of, all right, here's my base offer for Eichel. This is what I'm thinking. As it as always, like it depends on what team you're talking about and stuff like that, and yeah, it's what you have to offer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I'd I'd pay pretty much anything for Jack Eichel if I'm a team who's realistically in the market for him. He is going to be worth that money for me. If was the the big one being banded about is the Rangers, right? And I don't really know about the Rangers being able to do it because they've already got fucking Panarin on at eleven. Your favourite contract in the league, Jacob Trouba at eight mil. Uh, you're gonna have to pay Shostakin. You're gonna have to pay Zibanejad after next season. Fucking etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Like yeah, all is Adam, Adam Fox on his Adam Fox on his real deal yet or not? Uh, no, he's not on his real deal yet. Crystal, Adam Fox as well. Yeah, he's only second year player. Adam Fox. That's fucking mental. Really? Fucking hell. So yeah, they, yeah, good point. But then, if you can get Jack Eichel, is that a, that's one of those classic? That's not my problem. That's future me's problem. I'll worry about that next year. Yeah, definitely. And and fucking name name your price because whatever you're giving up is gonna be. It's that classic one of like, oh, I don't want to give up X prospect or X pick because that might turn into a Jack Eichel. Like, why would I trade that for Jack Eichel? Like, fucking within reason, whatever the Sabers asking price is, just fucking do it. Because you don't want to be the dickhead that's like, oh, I don't want to do first round pick and my fucking B-level prospect and, and a player for Jack Eichel. And then some other team does it and then Jack Eichel goes and tears it up and your pick and your prospect turn into dickhead. That's why, yeah, I'm on the phone to Kevin with Kevin with a Y immediately, every fucking day. First thing on my to-do list, phone Kevin. Tenth thing on my to-do list, phone fucking Kevin. Trying to get a fucking PI on Kevin Adams. Find him as soon as he's had a couple of glasses of Merlot. Be like, Kevin! Jack Eichel, <laughs> what are you saying, bruv? What are you saying? I will give you... Just, name your price, I'll give it to you. Just bump into him after he's had a few cheeky shandies down the local boozer. All right, Kev, what are you doing here, mate? Well, fancy that. What a surprise. Yeah, t- take him out. 
take him out for a fucking. Uh, can you can you tamper GMs? I know you can tamper players, but like, is it? That's a <laughs> would good it question. Be a, yeah, would it be illegal for uh, Chris Drury to take Kevin with a Y out for a slap up dinner, get him plastered, and then <laughs> and then discuss trade talks with him? I feel like that's got to be illegal. You are right in the sense of the Rangers fucking cap, because if you scroll down as well, they've got next year as well, $4 million in buyout, and they've got the whole, depending on what happens with Tony D'Angelo thing. Oh, mm. well, Tony D's going to be gone. And and for <laughs> normally, yeah, $4 million in buyouts is a bad thing, but that's coming down from $13 million in buyouts, so that's oh, yeah, a I agree. good thing. I agree. But yeah, it's, they're, they're a bit like the Leafs have been. You know, lots of good young players. You're gonna to have to fucking pay them at some point. Would you offer, then? You... Would Would you offer in a turn for Eichel? Would you offer one of their sort of really good young? Like, would you offer Kraftsoff or Kako or somebody like that? Yeah, I, th- I think I think you have to. I think you absolutely have to. Even even Kako, Kako even fucking Alexis Lafreniere, because it all circles back to. How what's what's the ceiling? What what's the realistic hope for these players? It is Jack Eichel, and I know, yeah, arguably, Kako and Lafreniere are a harder one to swing because they are so much younger, and in theory, they're gonna gonna come into their own a bit more. But this is a bit of an unfair thing to compare. But like Jack Eichel was fucking mustered out the gate, wasn't he? He didn't have a yeah an adjustment period and. And it's not you know, you're not a failure if you're not a point per game at twenty one, twenty two in the NHL. But I'd I'd have a hard time, you know, uh, reconciling the idea of not trading Capo Caco for for Eichel, and then yeah, having Caco go into like a, a fifty point season next year, a fifty point season the next year, all while Eichel is fucking destroying teams for whoever else he ends up playing for. You gotta think as well they'd have to do a they'd have to do a real serious deep dive on his neck. Because you just yeah. think fuck, is he is he one Ryan Reeves hit away from his head literally falling oh off his body? <laughs> Can you just well, imagine, no, be, you know? <laughs> But I'm not worried about that because I'm if I'm the New York Rangers, I have a mandate from my owner to uh, get every <laughs> single tough guy on my roster next year. So that, that's not gonna be a problem. It's not gonna be a problem at all. That's a good point. Well, they're going to trade for Reeves in the off season, aren't they? So it'll be oh fine. God, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, uh, yeah, you make a good point. Yeah, I, I think you you do anything you possibly can to get Jack Eichel. I know we're talking about him like he's Connor fucking David or like you know Brent Gretzky or whatever his name was. Like we need to. Uh, <laughs> he's not going to be that. He's not. He, but he's going to be an Austin Matthews type. He, he is an Austin Matthews type. He's a McKinnon type. And last I checked, those players are pretty fucking good. So you got, a, yeah, you got. I get it. Okay, so his stats aren't as comparable to those players you just mentioned. But look who the fuck he's been playing with. Look who he's been playing with. There's literally no one else. There's no one else on that team who's any good, and he's averaging nearly a point per game on just absolute dog shit, dog shit. And and say you take no current forwards off the roster for for the Rangers or any players, full stop. No matter who you put him with, due respect to Sam Reinhardt, due respect to Victor Olofsson and all that, like they are going to be the best players that he'd have played with. Even if you just put him between fucking Kravstov and, and Lafreniere or, or whatever, Julian Gauthier, if you have fucking 
Keandre Miller and Adam Fox and, and even, even Jacob Trouba on that back end feeding him. Because that's the thing as well. It's not that he's just not a good line mate to play with. He hasn't had a fucking D-Man who, who's been able to get him the puck in six years. No. It's, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be outrageous. I, I think that really could be one of those ones where like the change of scenery for Eichel could propel him to that from, you know, flirting with a point per game to being a proper, he could be as good as Leon Dreisaitl, I think, in right, right circumstances. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You think about the the effect that that mental toll of being in Buffalo has on. Imagine, imagine being fucking Jack Eichel. You go out there, you're mustered for a shift for whatever reason. You don't get the puck in the net, fucking whatever it might be. Still really happy with you with a good shift. You get you build a momentum. You come off the ice, and then fucking Casey Middlestack goes out there, tries to fucking toe drag someone at the red line and turns the puck over in your you you can see another goal to go three nil down. That's not you can't tell me that that's not going to affect the way he plays. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dude, fucking recent, recent history. And I can we can look back on it now because we did talk about it and I did say at the time that we'll have to wait and see how this trade works out. His fucking line mate, Taylor Hall has gone to Boston and has 14 points in 16 games and looks like a different player because he doesn't have to go there and be the guy. He can just play his game. Like you, like we said, he's now watching these players and like, oh, right, these players are actually quite good. I don't have to do every single thing for this team. And he's gone from, again, it's, it's only funny because we can use this stat when it's funny, but he went from a minus 21 in Buffalo to a plus 15 in Boston. And that's just... It's just stupid. And he looks he looks so much happier. He's playing way better. Maybe he'll die a death in the playoffs. I don't think he will because, you know, he's done great so far. But just being in a competent organization doesn't have to, have to be the best team. The Bruins are not the best team by any way, but they're just a competent organization who runs their hockey shit properly. And Taylor Hall looks like a different guy, a different guy. And even that, like, okay, he's not won anything yet. He's not done anything yet. He's only played 16 games for the Bruins. But Eichel must be looking at that thinking, oh, fucking Christ. Every time Taylor Hall scores, he must be thinking, fucking shoot me. Just shoot me. That this guy who was absolutely getting pilloried from fucking pillar to post the whole season for being dog shit has now gone to a competent organization and just looks like a, a good hockey player, which is all he needed to be, just a good hockey player. And Eichel's better than Taylor Hall. So... And there's there's loads of good... I'm looking down this list of organizations now. If he goes to... I know, it could be anywhere. I'm not saying he will, but like Carolina, fucking Chicago, Colorado. These are just competent hockey organizations that know how to run their business. It's not even the hockey side of things as well. They say it's all the stuff behind the scenes as well. Just new coaches, new GMs. The fucking Pagula's doing mad shit, not paying people, firing staff when they're billionaires. Oh, fucking Toad Pagula wants to go and buy a fucking volcano somewhere. Okay, great. You know, they're, they're always looking at the Buffalo Bills and all that kind of shit. Uh, you know, not paying attention to the hockey team. It's all of that. And when, and being the captain does make a difference. You have to toy, you have to take all these questions about all the bullshit that goes on behind the scenes. And even that'll take a toll on him. Being the captain, having to field all these fucking stupid questions about this organization that's just fucking on its arse every day, every day, every day, every day. I, th- I think you pointing to Taylor Hall's plus minus in this situation is a perfect use of plus minus for me, because like mm. you know, like I said, it's, it's not an evaluation of the player's personal skill. 
because you know if you're on the ice for a goal against or a goal for that doesn't necessarily mean you're involved either way it's more a representation of the situation around a player do you know what i mean like it's yeah absolutely it's that cut to, yeah like you say to go from minus 21 in 37 games to plus 15 in 16 games is it's exactly what you were saying it's going from a fucking tire fire around you to like ah this is actually relatively relatively stable and and I think that's that's fucking exemplified in in uh, Taylor Hall's entire career where he's a minus 48 total for a player who through his entire career we've all said yeah good player shit teams and would you look at that he's got a, he's got a fucking dash in the, in the plus minus column I'm looking at teams as well who've got lots of good players that they would maybe could offload to get his contract under you know <laughs> fucking Vegas dude like I heard Vegas rumblings and I was like come on <laughs> come on this Vegas. is bullshit. They but Vegas could do it. Vegas could do it. Absolutely, they could do it. Who would you think is as well? I'm trying to. I'm trying to find them on cap friendly. But I'm well, here's the here's the issue: is that players who are good enough who get paid the money to move will have modified no trades. Yep. So even if you, so obviously, if players got full no move or no trade or whatever, fine, they ain't going anywhere. But even play with a modified no trade, they're not going to go to the fucking Sabers. They're not going to go. So you're going to have to hopefully get either one or two sort of good young players who've not signed a proper contract yet, or same as the Ryan O'Reilly thing, just a bunch of fucking shit and hope some of it sticks, which amazingly, none of the O'Reilly stuff stuck. But that's not the point. I was thinking, because they were trying to trade Pacioretty, but then I was looking at, okay, so Alec Martinez comes off the books this year at 4 million, but then they're going to need D-men. And I was like, oh, okay, so maybe maybe Flurry. They also tried to get rid of, but he's got a modified no trade. And Vegas are so see Vegas are so tight to the cap. They dressed fifteen skaters the other night. <laughs> oh my god, what a guy! What a, what, a, what a bunch of guys! I fucking love it. I love it. Fuck it, we'll go but fifteen skaters. Who cares? We we are overlooking the fact that yeah, you can trade with other teams to get rid of salary. Oh yeah, true. Fair point. And, and, Fair and point. that's what that's what the the Knights have to do there because they've got they are lucky enough that all their big tickets generally, yeah, you know, none of them. Are, I I can't see any contract on that team that's particularly like oh that's unmovable. Yeah, you know, it's not like a Mark Stahl or an old Bobby Ryan contract or whatever like that. Like their biggest one that they'd want to move, Pacioretty, seven mil for another two years. Yeah, a little bit steep for a thirty-two year old, but he's. Had such a renaissance in Vegas, so I bet you could fucking move him to a team that wants him. Seven mil's not outrageous in this current day and age for a, for a player who was over a point per game and fucking gelling with Mark Stone like nobody's business. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you don't have to you don't have to involve the player straight. Yeah, you don't have to involve any player with a straight trade for Eichel, do you? You could move them to another team and then just have the cap space free to then make that move. Yeah, with exactly. Bits and pieces. <laughs> I'd love it if Vegas got it. That'd be fun. so funny. Oh, mate, that'd be, <laughs> just to be so Vegas. Be incredible, wouldn't it? Yeah. And fucking just imagine, imagine how good they'd be. They've done all this without a decent centre. Let alone. Yeah, they've never had they've never had a, a grade A, you know, that's the guy. It's always been the, the like the guys on the wings or the guys in D or, or the goalies. It's yeah, they've never had that centre, have they? Well the yeah, the closest they had was a uh, a career year out of uh, William Carlson. That was about it. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be an exciting summer. Or or it will be a very disappointing summer where 
will be waiting all year, like, oh, Jack Eichel, Jack Eichel, Jack Eichel, and then Dickel will happen, and he'll frown his way through opening night for another year. I don't know. I can't. I just don't think he's going to come back. I just don't think he is. He can't, he sh- surely he can't. He might do, but don't call me Shirley. All right, hey. should we start the, sh- should we start the show? Oh, I suppose we have to. As always, we are brought to you by Wave Intel. The regular season is done. Use Wave Intel to cheer you up or be very angry at your team when they fail. Because as we all know, if your team doesn't win the cup, they are awful and the whole season was a waste. See how much of a waste they were by using Wave Intel's patented data charts, comparison sheets, and all the other information they provide. Wave Intel online and on Twitter, being smart, so you don't have to. Also, check out the Three Men and Their Babies podcast at men underscore babies on Twitter. And on iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, Smart Speakers, anywhere else you can listen. Leave us a nice review, helps a lot. Tell someone if you like the show, and if you don't like it, bite my hairy bum. Your first stars of the week this week are, unsurprisingly, Conor McDavid, who is an absolute piss taker, and Aleem Rajani. Aleem is an occupational therapist who works as a program manager with the Alberta Health Services Primary Care Colorectal Cancer Screening Program. As well as his day-to-day job, he also set up the first COVID swab centre, as well as the largest assessment facility in the city, a pandemic response unit, and a rapid flow vaccine centre. Aleem, you fucking legend. I'll just, instead of having one job, just give me five jobs and I'll do all of it. I, I love that um, pairing of Conor David and, and Aleem, where you've got, yeah, two, <laughs> two people who are clearly just dominating their separate fields like doing just <laughs> unnecessary shit but Dave's like yeah I'll, I'll, I'll do 102 and 54 or however many games he's played now and Aleem's like yeah I'll just be like you know that geezer Superman yeah imagine imagine if he was like a healthcare worker yeah I'll, I'll just I'll just do that sort of shit yeah Aleem can you do five can you be five men at once of course can mate no probs <laughs> <laughs> when you when you started with he's an occupational therapist, it's like yeah, that's my my sister-in-law's an OT, very important role. <laughs> it's like he said, I built the first COVID swab centre. He's doing fucking this. It's like fucking chill out, Aline. You don't. Fucking... <laughs> Do you know what? As well, as I think I'm not sure how many more of these we're going to get, if any. But I was thinking about this as well as that. I feel sorry a little bit for these fucking poor healthcare heroes who then get messages from the most boring sports people on the planet and you think oh my god i've been i've been nominated and i'm a healthcare hero that's a really cool thing to be able to you know you, you'd stick up you'd you kind of have a print made of it i was alongside conor mcdavid this week and at this time and we were both the first stars of the week and the message from conor is just going to be oh hey aleem great job you're the real hero thanks bye <laughs> oh, fucking great <laughs> Cheers. Yes, especially Conor McDavid. Like at least, at least it especially could be, Conor McDavid, know, fucking, fucking PK or something like that. Yeah, I was gonna say if it was like an NBA player or something, they'd be fucking giving a message, jumping out of helicopters and in the club or something. Like you're the fucking man. What? You're the dude. Come down to the club. You will pay for all your drinks. Like yes, party. No hockey players are just yeah. You're the real hero. I just play hockey. Thank you. Fucking <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> Cheer up a bit. All right, let's uh, let's get on to the finishing off the tying of the bow 
shall we say, that is the present of the New York Rangers news and everything from last week. <sighs> I'm not going to mention him by name. I'm not going to do it. But the fucking code is so dumb. It's so stupid. Because do you actually think that the fact that the Rangers fought the Caps in a line brawl means that King Dickhead isn't going to be a King Dickhead anymore? No. Of course it fucking doesn't. He, he, he's Well, I was going to say he was probably watching from home. He wasn't watching from home. That's the whole fucking point. He was probably on the bench like, yes, yes. I'm fucking loving it. It's like, I don't know, f- further justifying what he does. Like, uh, yeah, let's, let's answer the, uh, oh, what was, what was the fucking quote? Like, reprehensible acts of violence or whatever it was. Yeah. With more, with more violence. And uh, it's, it's not going to come out because... Gary Bettman's going to keep fucking a lid on this on nobody's business. But if that was more of a demonstration against the league, I can kind of understand it in one of those like, oh, you 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 let Tom Wilson get away with it here. If you want fucking, if you want a circus, we'll give you a fucking circus. I can, I can get that. But I made all of those fucking fights. Like, what what was it? Seven, eight fights in the game, something like that. Something fucking ridiculous. It's like, come on, guys, come on, let's. I don't know. I, but, know. But... I, I don't get how that stops. The other, I don't get how that stops the other thing happening. It doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. You got into a fight for literally no reason. No reason. It didn't change anything, and won't change anything in the future either. No, so but at, at the very least, we can we can safely say, or well, safely assume that there was an internal mandate to show that this squad had a backbone, if you want to call it that, some some fucking balls, whatever you want to call it. Like, cause, I guess Because so. that's clearly what Jim Dolan has, has thrown out there. And you can see it in, like, uh, well, Brendan Smith's post-game comments where you know, he was asked, oh, people said this team wasn't tough enough. And Smith said something akin to, like, well... Do you think we're tough? <laughs> it's like I, I, I can imagine that's exactly why Gorton and um, Davison, John Davison, that's the word. I'm, I couldn't get Glenn Safer out of my mind. That's why Jeff <laughs> Gorton got fired because because it was a pure skill team and there weren't any tough guys apart from Chris Kreider, who I don't think was playing. It's like it's so transparent that that's what happened, and I can you can one hundred percent imagine Jim Dolan waltzing into that fucking locker room before the game and be like right I've got to see who who wants to stand up for the badge or whatever and if you don't fight tonight you're fucking out of here or, or, or whatever verbiage you want to fucking use like there is no way that that outrageous number of fights is all in response to the Tom Wilson thing I don't believe it for a fucking second yeah me neither I think you're right James Dolan if you don't know is quite volatile shall we say with his decision with his decisions. I was going to so, say batshit, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is legitimately fucking batshit. He's, he is the classic crazy owner of a New York sports franchise. And we should, and I think hockey people being surprised by this firing showed that certain hockey people don't pay attention to the wider world of sports. If you know anything about basketball, you know what a fucking disaster the New York Knicks are. And it's because of James Dolan. It's very simple. It's not, you know, there's nothing else in the water over there. It's just because of him. And it's just now seeped into the hockey team. And I kind of, I, I know the kind of thought, well, oh, the kind of 
messages coming out of it from different people was that he believed that there shouldn't have been any more rebuilding, that this was the team and that should be it. It should have been good enough this year to challenge, but not for me. I I still think they're one. <laughs> I still think they're maybe a Jack Eichel away from being in that league. And next year, they you know they, when the divisions realign, they probably they'll probably get back in. Doesn't surpri- surprised, but not stunned because, like I said, it's it's James Dolan. That's just that's just what he does. I think the idea that the rebuild should be over has has kind of some weight. I can understand that way of thinking if you put the caveat on of. I like the players we have. They just need to mature a bit more. Because it's a yeah. like the in in a lot of ways, if you just let those players improve and they improve on the path that they seem to be on, then yeah, they absolutely should be a playoff team next year, year after, whatever it might be. But yeah, to expect that that team this season to do better than they did, which wasn't bad. They, I mean, yeah, there was there was a bit of a fucking gap at the end. You know, ten, what eleven points behind the Islanders, but he still outdid the the fucking uh, Flyers and the Devils. Who've Devils have been rebuilding longer than they have, and had, have had higher picks than they have had. And and the Flyers should definitely fucking be in the playoffs. So I think, yeah, I'd, it's that age old question of can you call a season a success if you don't make the playoffs? But I think to an extent, given the situation, yeah, the Rangers had as good a season as you would expect, really. Especially when you consider Panera missed time. Zabanajad might as well have missed time with how badly he was playing in the first half of the season. Yeah, so I that that's again where I think either the firing of Gorton is not um performance related, or if it is performance related, that's fucking terrifying. It is, but I can also when did they send that letter out? Was it three years ago? Two years ago? To ooh, that's a good question. Here's the thing. That, here's the thing, right? And this is something that I've, I've not heard anywhere else. But you send that letter out, right, and say, "Okay, we're now rebuilding." Blah 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 blah. You get all those picks, all those prospects, all that stuff. I can kind of see where Dolan's saying, "All right, you told me that we would do this, and I'll I've, and I've been honest with these fans, and we've." kind of done something that other teams haven't really done before which is be blatantly open and honest and say we're trying to get returns on whatever we can we're rebuilding come back to us in a couple of years i can then kind of see why after two or three years and james Dolan's looking at his pockets going we're still not making the playoffs and if you look at in the cold light of day next year we're just going to come back and look at the table and go oh they're 11 points back they were never anywhere close we're not going to say, you know what, they had a decent season considering, are we? We're just not. And I can sort of see that's why he's done it. Yeah, but the the historical view of this season shouldn't fucking affect whether you've been off a GM or not. Because you can, you can look at almost any season for any team in, in the cold light of day and to, and yeah, if you don't if you don't perform as well as you should have, the extenuating circumstances are out of the window because you're just looking at yeah, oh, Colorado Avalanche seasons on Wikipedia. You know what I mean? You know, you're not like say you you take it take take the Avalanche for a perfect example. That year when they brought in Jared Bednar, when fucking uh, Pajawa quit twenty minutes before training camp was meant to start, 
that's that's an extenuating circumstance this season. And you, well, what if the owner of the Avalanche? It's, it's Cronky. Cronky owns the Avalanche, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, what if what if KSE had come in and been like, yeah, <laughs> fuck off, Joe Sakic. Like, clearly this whole thing's fucked up. Like, I don't care about Patrick Wire, yada yada yada. You're out. You're barred. See you later. We wouldn't be looking at the Colorado Avalanche as we are today if it wasn't for Joe Sakic. And if he had been sacked after that season, which in the cold light of day, if memory serves, wasn't that the the historically bad season for the Avalanche? Yeah, the 48. Was it yeah, 48 exactly. points? So right. everybody, even at the time, let alone cold light of day, it was a historically bad season. And yet, Sakic didn't get the get the sack. <laughs> and, and the Avalanche are better off for it. So like, yeah, I completely understand... With three years, it's three years now since that uh, since that letter. Right, yes, to go. an extent, you you kind of want to be. I, I do get that Dolan putting his money into a rebuild, which, as we said before, that's that's the key part of it that people often overlook: the fact that the owner has to pay for shit, and you know, being so upfront with it, as you said. But yeah, to to do it after the Wilson thing, and then to have what happened happened in that rematch. Mate, you 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 cannot convince me in a month of Sundays that that was a rational decision on Jim Dolan's part, given all the actors involved, the situation. All right. Yeah. All right. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Let me just quickly two things off the <laughs> off what you just said. Okay, so it's been three years. I can't believe I'm trying to side here with James Dolan. It's been three years since that letter goes out. Right. He's not looking at. Fucking, I don't know, future expected goals for Lafreniere or <laughs> what Kako's future fucking shot share, uh, uh, shooting percentage is going to be. He doesn't care. All he's looking at is that table and saying, well, we're no closer now than we were three years ago when I told the fans we were rebuilding. What are we doing now then? How are we not any closer? I thought we'd be closer because, and this is off the second point I'm going to make after what you just said. He's a fucking nutcase. <laughs> we just said that. <laughs> He's fucking crazy. I completely believe that after the fucking all the Wilson stuff, he went crazy and lost his mind and did something fucking bonkers. Yeah, I completely get it. Are you uh, like as a hockey fan? I think yeah, Jeff Gordon's done a great job, and I think he deserves he deserves at least another year. Okay, one more year, and if you don't get closer at this point, then that okay, then that's it. Because at this point, you should be at least getting closer. But like I said, all Dolan's going to look at is the tables, and the tables don't look any different than they did. They don't. They don't look any closer to making the playoffs. Oh, daddy boy! You, no, no, no! You, I'm not. You, no, no, you, no, you fucking liar! You goddamn liar! Like two, seventeen, eighteen, the season, season we're at the halfway through. They put out the letter. Last in the Metropolitan. Last two seasons, they've been seventh in the Metro, and this year they were fifth. Like that is tangible improvement that is absolutely tangible improvement I won't, I won't argue argue with you that we can put any logic to anything that Jim Dolan does say, absolutely it's an improvement to me I understand what you're saying <laughs> James Dolan does not he's gonna say he's gonna say I don't care if we're 8th in the Metro 7th in the Metro 5th in the Metro or somehow 27th in the Metro <laughs> we're not we're not in the playoffs I get it. He doesn't. He's a madman. <laughs> That's the point. He doesn't see improvement. He just sees, so we're not in the playoffs again. Yeah, but we've got, so we're not in the playoffs again. No, Jim, we're not. Right, you're fired. Get out. <laughs> That's what it, That's all he sees. 
I get it because I understand hockey more than he does somehow. <laughs> that that is fair enough. That, so th- I think the situation that Rangers fans are looking at now, there, there's like two distinct paths that the that the franchise is going to go down, um, and one is continuing this path of lunacy with uh, Dolan being more at the at the helm of it and shit going fucking sideways where they bring which I in... hope for please <laughs> what like part of me wants to see it but I was also excited to see like I I like good teams and I want to see that like this Rangers team has some fucking talented young players and I want to see them flourish and and all turn into beauty ah, there's, enough, there's he... enough good teams already we need some more crazy teams yeah if, if they bring like Cody McLeod out of retirement get fucking um <laughs> Oh, what's the what's the what's the guy's name? Mike Rupp, get Mike Rupp back and shit like that. <laughs> like they're either going to go that way or the the slither of hope that they still have. I think even even in spite of all this situation, the fact that they've kept Chris Drury on as as the GM does show me some some hope for for you know things aren't going to go all to shit because because Drury's had the opportunity to leave the franchise for for years and years now uh, he wouldn't have stayed if he didn't believe in what Gorton was already doing I don't think I think if he really wanted to go out and change everything to, you know build a roster completely different he would have he'd have taken that opportunity to jump ship right yeah yeah I agree with that as as much as you might think oh I really want this job at this yeah, I want to be the GM of the Rangers. If you're so vehemently opposed, like you know, and and sort of philosophically opposed to what Gorton was doing, you would still go. So I think the fact that Drury's still there, who had a hand in building this team, is would give me some level of hope as a Rangers fan that that we're at least going to carry on down this this good team building as as you know as as close to good as excuse me as close to good team building as you can get without the tangible results of making the playoffs. Yeah, I think you're right. Like we said, I, I'm hoping for the first one, which is just James Dolan starts <laughs> to take more of an interest in this team and it just leads to absolute chaos all over the board. That'd uh, be fantastic. Jim, Do you think... Uh, Jim Dolan oh, on the fucking phone like, where's Tony D? Get him back <laughs> out there. <laughs> Whatever happened to that guy? He was really good. <laughs> Jim, forget it. Forget it, Jim. Don't We don't talk about that anymore. Okay. Can you see uh, either Rick Tockett or John Tortorella end up with the Rangers? I'd be surprised if Tort ends up back there, but fucking who yeah, knows? Yeah, I'd be surprised. Oh, yeah, fucking who knows? <coughs> Tockett, I, I doubt they'll get Tockett in, because, like, say, say what you want about Tockett as a coach, but, like, he's only been a coach of the... He's only ever been head coach of the Coyotes, and uh, that's all you need to know about his, his record, really, wasn't it? I think they'll they'd be more likely to bring in like a Gallant or a Boudreau, someone like that, you know, fucking experienced name <laughs> brand coach. I think that we just we just said James Dolan now appears to be taking much more of an interest. I won't be surprised if fucking Phil Jackson takes over. <laughs> Has it? Well, David David Quinn hasn't even been sacked just yet. So. No, I know, okay. but he probably will be. Let's be honest, Will. <laughs> yeah, but potentially you would imagine so. You would imagine. I, I was just worried I'd uh, I'd fucking missed it. Like, because no, everybody's no, no, been no. talking about it. Yeah, that's the funny thing. I mean, David Quinn must be looking at his articles thinking, hang on, I'm st- I still have a job. I'm still here. Never- but everyone knows, everyone knows that James Dolan's involved. That's it. <laughs> Quinn's time is probably over and done because he's going to go nuts. He's going to do something stupid. James Dolan is, as always. 
And I, I do feel to an extent like where fairly or unfairly, like if you're getting rid of the GM, like fucking hell, you've got to get rid of the coach as well, haven't you? <laughs> let's be yeah, you... let's be realistic. Yeah, if you're if you're unhappy that your team's not made the playoffs again, you're not just gonna fire the GM, are you? You're not. Because and if you're that owner, you just you're gonna look at the coach as well and say, Well, hang on a minute. I'm I'm getting told that we've got these all these good young players. Why don't we win the playoffs? <laughs> Doesn't work like that, Jim. Well it should do. You're fired. Okay. Get out. I oh, yeah, I, I, think... I reckon when it happens, it'll be it'll be somebody you know and you'd be like, oh, alright then. That makes sense. Babs? Mike Babcock? Why not? Oh God, yes. Yes. God yeah, I didn't even think of that. I keep forgetting he's out there. Yeah, but they've got to prime away. F- they've got to pry him away from that fantastic. Uh, what's he doing? Fucking college gig or whatever the fuck he's doing? He's like, like a special consultant in, or something in like Saskatchewan or something, isn't it? It's not even. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've got to prime away from that sweet gig. Oh <laughs> uh, no, he's a head coach. He's not. He's not the. Because uh, oh, he was. Okay. I think he was consultant to like Vermont or something. Yeah, something like that, wasn't it? But. Um, yeah, so, such a such a small role that is not even mentioned on his fucking Wikipedia. But yeah, he's, he's head the coach s- of Vermont. Uh, no, the, Saskatchewan. Uh, Saskatchewan, yeah. That's a sneaky £5 bet, that is. That's a beautiful sneaky £5 bet. Next coach of the Rangers is Babs. We need to, he's good, you, know, you know what Dolan's going to look at? He's going to say, we need somebody to get these young players into shape. Who got that young team in Toronto into shape? Oh, it was Mike God. Babcock. <laughs> get ready for some lists. So, Alexis, can you please tell me which of your teammates is the ugliest and rank them in order, please? How does this help us again? <laughs> just trust, trust the, the process. I did that. Me. Yeah, trust the process. Oh, dear. If the playoffs have pretty much... Oh, sorry, go on, mate. You got anything else? No, no. I was just going to say fucking nonsense. Don't worry about that. All right. Well, thank God we don't do that. The playoffs are pretty much done. We're not going to go through the whole prediction thing because it's fucking dumb and I'm sick of doing it now because it makes no sense and we just look like... Everyone looks stupid trying to make predictions for the playoffs. I don't get why anyone does it. We've said this before. But we can have a quick look at some of the uh, some of the matchups. And, I mean, yeah, Bruins-Caps. I think three or four players might legitimately die in this series and these two teams hate each other. Whichever team wins a series isn't winning the cup anyway. So it doesn't really matter this, this series, in my opinion. Because it's I mean, you've got... You've got Marshand and Wilson in the same series, which as as much as you might uh, be be opposed to either one of their antics, it's it's going to make for must-watch hockey at the end of the day. Absolutely. I'm, I'm fucking Chara as well, going back to against, against oh, Boston. Jesus, yeah. Yeah. Is he going to lamp somebody? Let's find... <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> Is he going to no, just don't... spark someone out, one of his mates? I reckon he probably would, if if needs be, because he's he's a I pro. I think he would. He's a pro. He's a pro's pro, and pro's pros will knock out their friends on the ice. That's what a pro's pro will do. Anything for a cup, Dan. Anything. Anything for a cup. Penguins Islanders. Any interest in that one? Um, not really. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if Islanders do what they did last time. Was it two years ago they swept them? Yeah, I, I think it, that sounds about right. Yeah, but you couldn't see it happening. The Islanders have fallen ago, off. So like, oh, yeah, true, true. But the, Island, the Islanders have fallen off like crazy, and the Penguins have done that Penguins thing where they've just been very quiet. All this is the quietest anyone's ever been about the fucking Pittsburgh Penguins, who've just won the East Division, just Which, you know, without Malkin, fucking bad goaltending at the start of the year, terrible D, and they're just, I don't know. This is this is very reminiscent of. When they won the cup in what seventeen was it or sixteen? One of those two where they just went fucking 
ham for the last like 10, 20 games of the season. Yeah. And then carried it on. See, I, I, yeah, I, I, that's a hard one to, not that we're doing predictions, but that would be a hard one to predict for me because it's the fucking Islanders. Like you can't, you, you know, you'd say Penguins in, in five or in six or whatever, but. You Do you know what it is? You, I think any any combination of teams, who, whichever the, whichever way the seeding went in the East, I could not have guessed even remotely any of them. If if it was Boston Islanders or fucking Washington Islanders or Boston Pittsburgh, or you could tell me that any of those series could end in four or in seven, and I believe you. It's so close. I think they're all so well matched and so differently matched in certain aspects that it, it could literally go any way. It's way too close, I think. To yeah, yeah, I have so. any kind of idea on it, and yeah, and yeah, at the same time, I'm not gonna watch a second of Pittsburgh uh, Islanders. <laughs> I don't think because <laughs> that sounds fucking boring as shit to me. What doesn't sound boring and has actually finally happened is we get a Florida Tampa playoff series, and this is fucking nasty already, which is great with, with the Panthers as the top seed in that fucking series. Yeah. Which is madness, and of course, Tampa on the uh, in the first game are suddenly going to sneak out fucking Stamkos and Kucherov out of their uh, out of their cryo chamber. I mean, for fuck's sake! <laughs> 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 and that, that's how they're going to take the ice as well. Like somebody's going to wheel them out in those big Captain America style chambers, and it's like the fucking smoke's going to come out. The I guarantee. I guarantee what's going to happen is is that Kucherov's going to score an early goal in that first game. Might not be the first goal, but it'll be an early goal. And someone's just going to say, Kucherov returning like, it'll be an Undertaker gif. Guarantee it. Just sitting up oh, in a coffin. Yeah. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Someone's going to do it. You certainly Fucking hope hell. so. I, I will be very cross if Stephen Stamkos doesn't score on his first shift back. His only shift. Yeah, I'll take it as a personal <laughs> affront if he doesn't score within 10 seconds of taking the ice. So I fucking see how it is. I see what's happening there. You dickhead. Carolina Nashville? I mean, cry. The Hurricanes don't storm this one. I, I mean, yeah, that's, fucking hell. That's the thing. See, that's that's a more more intriguing series to me than, than the Islanders Pittsburgh because I have like infinitely less faith in Nashville being able to shut down the the Hurricanes are like doing the Islanders being able to shut down the Penguins. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think Nashville still rely on players rather than system. The Islanders' system on its day can beat anybody in a cheeky 2-1 or a cheeky 1-0, can't it? So Here's, here's hoping. I, I, I'm, I'm just praying for second round we actually get Carolina, Tampa Bay, all due respect to Florida, but that'd be, that'd be fucking beautiful. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the uh, North Division is finally all set up and ready to go. Uh, Winnipeg versus Edmonton. Any feelings on this one? Cool. Like, Winni- uh, yeah, McDavid versus Hellebuck. I suppose is is the match up there. Like, haven't they owned yeah. Winnipeg this year? Actually, I'm sure they have. Oh, I couldn't. I haven't got that quickly to happen, again. If they have owned Winnipeg this year, what's going to happen is Winnipeg's going to win in four because that's the playoffs. That's what that's, happens. <laughs> that's exactly how it goes. Like, yeah, I think it would be. I'm not even, I was about to start looking at regular season stats. It doesn't fucking matter. Who cares? No one cares. It's the playoffs. It's a different league now. We all know that. What am I doing? It is unsurprisingly going to come down to whether Hellebuck can carry the Jets through this series. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. He's done it so far this season. Fucking who knows? The big one in the north, obviously, is Montreal, Toronto. 
first time in 40 years, give or take, I think, or since Something the 70s, like, think whatever, whatever 70, it is. 70, yeah, since the 70s. Yeah, since the 70s. That's fucking cool. I mean, it should be it should be Toronto's to to lose, really. Like Montreal. Oh, God, I'll say it should be fucking. It, like obviously Toronto should be anyone in that division, but especially Montreal, like they have fallen off so hard since that incredible start to the season. Like, but okay, just take this soundbite and put it into every other series we discuss. But Kerry Price, like as as I was going to say, fucking yeah. This, if ever there's a goalie that's going to fucking nick you, uh, yeah, we could easily end up with the Jets versus Canadians in in the North final, which sounds odd, but fucking it's, it's got to be it's got to be Toronto Edmonton in the second round. It has to be. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be. For so many, like we said, like we said a few weeks ago, if Toronto don't come out of this division, this season's been a catastrophic failure. They're so much better than every other team in that division, and to be fair, better than. Christ, nearly most teams in the entire league. And I think this kind of, uh, this series should probably show that. They should they should easily win this and only drop at most one game. If this is swept, I will not be surprised at all. But like you say, as we saw last year in the playoffs with um, the Habs playing the Penguins, I mean, Price stole it. And, you know, he's not, he's not played a lot recently. He's had plenty of rest. So you never know. You never know, do you? <laughs> There's part of me that's looking at these matchups as well now. That's thinking, to an extent, if Edmonton don't come out of the north, like that's that's a fucking. If if we're talking about a historical offensive season for your star player, and what would also be a fucking impressive historical season uh, offensive season season for your second best player, and yeah. you're not doing some damage in the playoffs, you've got to be looking at your team and thinking, what the fuck is going on here. Yeah, you're right. It's got to be Edmonton, Toronto. <laughs> has to be. Again, we're not predicting, but Christ, you think you'd put <laughs> more? It's not a prediction. It's a. It's a telling. This is a lie. It's not a prediction. It's, not... it's a guarantee. Yes, yeah. a... <laughs> I saw it in a vision. It's a vision. Is what I, is what I had. <laughs> Fucking Mark Messi. And then here. the uh, the West matchups aren't quite set yet, but uh, I don't know. I you see, I think because you got yeah, you got Vegas, Colorado, Minnesota, and St. Louis. I don't. I think whoever St. Louis are playing. They've got no chance. So if it's the if it's Vegas or Colorado, I don't think St. Louis are going to win. Yeah, and then I, I would be very surprised. I can't believe I'm saying this in the year of our Lord 2021, but no. I'll be very interested whoever to see the Wild are playing if they're playing Colorado or Vegas. Tell you, Minnesota have had Vegas's number all year. They know how to play against Vegas, and we're gonna get we're gonna get playoff playoff Kaprizov. I mean, what's not what's not to love? Oh yeah, it's going to be exciting to see. I just don't think I can't see anything but Vegas, Colorado coming out of that first round. Maybe that's just like a hangover of whenever I see the Wild logo, I just chalk up an L in my uh, in my head. But <laughs> or you start to doze off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't care if they win or lose. I'm just fucking bored of it. What? Dude, they're if only it... three points. Minnesota are only three points back of Colorado. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. They've not snuck in. You know, like, <laughs> it's real close. I think if it was two different teams other than Vegas, Colorado, like if they were still in the Central or something, then I wouldn't be quite so adamant of, you know, Minnesota not really having a chance against whoever comes through. But, like, man, it's fucking two of the best teams in the league, pound for pound. You're right, but 
there's always an outlier, isn't there? There's always oh, yeah, the outlying I've... game, and I don't know where it's going to be. To be fair, there's no there's no outlier in the East because they're all so close. So, like I said, anybody can win those. It's not that weird. But like Nashville, St. Louis, and then the Habs and the Jets. There you can have outlier teams that could maybe do something. But I just yeah, just can't see it. Can't see it. It'd be, it'd be good if the, should... if the Wild do do it because I think their fans fucking deserve it after all like imagine that you know finally you get a, a star caliber player in Kaprizov coming over you know not just getting a star caliber player like you've been waiting for this kid for years and years he finally comes over he's everything you dreamed of and then he carries you to a bit of playoff success what more could you ask for he's going to get killed in the first round isn't he someone's just going to Ryan Reeves is going to kill him <laughs> first game if they play Vegas fucking imagine <laughs> fucking imagine Oh God, no! I hope I've not willed it into existence. Oh, wouldn't wouldn't God. that be funny? It's it's finally <laughs> gonna be. It's finally gonna be like that prediction. They're gonna dress. I don't know, fucking whoever, like AHL defenseman, chuck him in there. Yeah, get yeah. stab Kaprizov through the middle of the head. Get two games, and uh, Kaprizov's gonna have a fucking state funeral. You see that small Russian boy over there with the flowing blonde hair? Yes, boss. Kill him. Yes, boss. That's it. There you go. I, I do hope that Kaprizov doesn't get murdered in the playoffs because I feel like that would definitely give him the calder. Not that Jason Robertson <laughs> has much of a chance, but like I think if the front runner dies, like fucking hell, that's that's locked up, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's called Bruce Lee syndrome. I think. Like, How do you become a legend? <laughs> Film three films and then die, and then that's it. It's cemented. <laughs> Nothing else you can do. <laughs> that's why uh, uh, Paul Walker is such a legend. Jesus Christ, that was rough. Fucking hell. Yeah, sorry. I've been watching The Fast and Furious. It's, it's, on, it's on the brain. Okay, fair enough. Any scenarios you'd like to see for the uh, for the cup finals or any of the, kind of, any of the rounds? There was... I know Wyshynski made the point that there is a possibility that you could get Bruins Leafs as a cup final, which God. would be fucking hilarious. Which would be hilarious. It would be hilarious. Well, we, we haven't... Have we had a decision on what happens when we get to the final four? Like, which... Divisions play. As far as I know, as far as I know, it goes back to points in the season. Okay. And then it's regardless of division, one versus four, two versus three. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that makes sense, then, doesn't it? Yeah. So I'm fairly, I mean, to be fair, you could also then, you could also get, I'm fairly sure, Bruins Habs as a cup final, which nobody seems to be talking about, (laughs) which is quite, which shows how the times (laughs) have changed. Yeah. I I think that'd be a bit, uh, talk about an outlier of a cup final. Fucking hell. Oh, I'll, I'll say Jesus. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing, I wouldn't mind seeing Pittsburgh-Edmonton because she, the Crosby-McDavid story writes itself. I think that'd, that'd be, be really cool as a cup final. That'd really be pretty cool. pretty fun, but I think there's only one team I really want to win the cup this year. Sim- similarly to, you know, the Lightning the last few years. It's got to be oh, Vegas. Oh, go on. It's got to be Vegas. Yeah. Just it imagine it. Like, the, I, feel, I feel like the Vegas fairy tale is like, the shine's worn off of it because they've been so good for so long now. Like ever since come, but imagine expansion team comes into league cup final first year, then just dominates, and then like their fourth year, I think fourth fifth year, whatever it is, wins the fucking cup. Wins the cup within five <laughs> years of being an expansion team. Oh, <laughs> after being in a final as well, <laughs> it's it's got to happen. That that'd just be exquisite. Yeah, but what about like, what about Colorado? What about McKinnon? Yeah, getting his yeah, hands be, on the trophy. That'd be good. That, Same with Edmonton. Cool, I wouldn't. But I would like to. Oh, you know what? There's, there's quite a few teams I wouldn't mind seeing win it. Vegas for what you said. Colorado because I think it'd be cool to see McKinnon get a trophy. I know we joke about Minnesota, but 
After being in the doldrums for so long, they're now a fun, exciting team. Seeing the Wild, wouldn't it be kind of cool? Edmonton, because of McDavid. I would love to see Crosby and Malkin get four cups. That'd be fucking nuts. And hilarious for the fact that their Malkin is still not 100 best players ever, and he's got four <laughs> cups. That'd be fucking fantastic. So yeah, there's there's plenty of teams. I, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of... There's nobody I really don't want to win it this year. I'm really not... I don't know. Yeah, I, I think for me it's it's Vegas, and then everyone else is like, yeah, whatever. But but I do, <laughs> I do worry that if if Minnesota won the cup, like fucking hell, that's that's the final nail. I, I feel like ESPN would fucking pull out if if the Wild win the cup. <laughs> you know what we need? We need a Minnesota uh, Winnipeg finals. That's what we need. <laughs> God, imagine. <laughs> Fucking yes. imagine. Please. Please. You you would have the ESPN lawyers trawling over those contracts. <laughs> like, There's gotta be somewhere. There's gotta be somewhere. There's got to be something we can do. Fucking hell. You could because you couldn't even say that about the Predators, because Nashville's a decent hockey town. It's alright. It's like it'll do good. But yeah, yeah you can Minnesota you can market it like you know, Fuck. Smashville, Nash Vegas and all that, but yeah, fucking Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> We did just mention him. We should mention McDavid. Fucking absolute nuts. I'd like to say, for once, I was right on a prediction and I said I thought he'd get to 100. I really did. Oh, fucking congratulations. And it's fucking nuts. Do you see what he's done in the... Is it in the past calendar month he's got more points in one month than six other teams' top scorer has got the entire entire season? (laughs) Fucking ridiculous. It's fucking balmy, isn't it? That's so not, he's not even finished yet either. He's not even finished his games. They've got two games left still. Who who were those last two games against? Because I really let's hope it's Vancouver or Calgary. Let's hope that's mate. Imagine imagine if he just somehow puts up two five point games and ends up on two two point a game, two points per game. Oh oh, you'd I almost you'd almost hope that the other team would just let him do it, just so this could be part of the history as well. <laughs> Oh no, one against Montreal and then one against Vancouver. I mean, he could have 10 points in that Vancouver game, to be honest, because they literally have checked out. So it's he could have a Yaga in that Vancouver game. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, fucking who... The, the, the squad that the Bruins fucking iced last night might as well have been a German second division team. <laughs> I fucking love it. I'm all in on it. Why not? Why would you risk it last game of the season? You're in the playoffs. Who fucking cares? Have a night off, boys. Treat yourselves. You fucking deserve it. Yeah, treat yourselves. Fucking yeah, don't even come to the game. Sit at home with your family. Fucking chill out, watch some films, have a burger, and then come back on Saturday and be ready. And and then equally by that logic, like McDavid absolutely should not be playing either of these last two games. But <laughs> Do you know what? That's a fantastic point. If they've got any sense, you just sit him. He's got his 100 points. Who cares now? It's done. That's a ridiculous thing. He's going to win the heart by a mile. There should be some votes for him that say that have him like first and third or something like there should be some people putting in ballots that say that mcdavid matthews mcdavid mcdavid mckinnon mcdavid it should it should do that oh he's been fucking nuts buzzing for the release for like the leak of the ballots where some fucking idiot has got mcdavid second (laughs) or whatever (laughs) it's true anybody anybody who doesn't have him first this year should have all privileges revoked immediately and should then maybe be, um, they should be hung, hung, drawn, and quartered as well, just for good measure. Mate, it should be fucking um, Cersei through the streets in, a, in Game of Thrones. <laughs> Shame. That's what it should be. Yeah. 
Yeah, because oh somebody's someone's gonna do it. Someone's gonna think they're fucking clever. Be like, oh, well, I thought uh, do it. Adam Fox was more valuable to his team than McDavid's. Like, yeah. fuck off, fuck off. How did Dom? Did Dom? Um, did Dom Lachusen get loads of shit last season for something? Because he put a player above some. Was it? I'm sure it was the McDavid thing. I'm sure it was. It sounds, it sounds about right. And like normally, yeah, I like I'm I'm a fucking. I'm a mark for that sort of thing, like value over over like skill or performance. If you you know what I mean, like it should be valuable player, not best player. But fucking hell, when you're having a historically good offensive season, yeah, that all bets are off. I don't give a fuck if if Drysdale has 98 points this season. You know, like Mo David has done something that we haven't seen since Mario Lemieux. We're not talking about all oh, the biggest scoring. Uh, seasons since Marty San Luis, since Jerome McGinley, like due, due respect to those players, we're talking about the best offensive season since a fucking legend, and a legend of the game. If you can't give him the heart trophy for for that, then you're a fucking mug. And I do want to mention one last thing quickly about this: is that somebody made a really good point on Twitter that the North Division did take a lot of shit for being bad, and players could rack up easy points. And I was guilty of that definitely at the start of the year when oh, yeah. um, when the Leafs were just running roughshod because it was terrible at the start of the year and the Leafs just looked ridiculous compared to everyone else. And everyone else has kind of caught up and settled down. So it's, you know, I'm going to kind of run that back a little bit. But some made a great point on Twitter, which is that all the best players back in the day got to run up the score against fucking expansion teams. And they did the same thing. And we don't say, yeah, but hang on a minute, Mario had six points against the fucking, you know, the North Stars. That's not fair. Well, yeah, so you can't do that for McDavid. You know, you you score your points, you get your points. That's it. That's all that matters. So, yeah, I'll admit partial wrongness on that one for sure. But fucking what he's done has been outstanding. Outstanding. And, 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 and I'm glad he's done thing. it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and it's always that thing of like, if it was that easy, like other incredible players would be doing the same thing like Matthews Matthews has had a great season but he hasn't got 100 points same with Marner etc etc go down the list who's the um, who's the next closest actually what in the um... in points it's a it's Troisal isn't it <laughs> is he second in points for this season yeah he is <laughs> okay, I didn't realise he's got like 81 I've not looked at anything else other than um, other than McDavid's that's, that's all I've looked at all year yeah your top three are yeah, McDavid 102, Dryzite 81, and uh, your boy Brad Marshand with a very nice 69. Nice. Yeah, nice. sneaky, sneaky little under the radar heart season for Marshand there. And he shouldn't, he shouldn't <laughs> be anywhere near the top fucking Christ. I'd probably go like, yeah, I wouldn't have him. I'd maybe have him fifth. He deserves a, a couple of fifth nods, just a couple, because I think he's had a good year. But fucking hell, McDavid's 21 points better off than. <laughs> Than the next best guy. <laughs> I think if, if you go a bit further down that um, points leaders list is where is where the argument that the North Division is better than you think it is starts to unwind. Where you've got Mark Shifley rocking a sixty-one point season. It's like, eh. Fair enough. Eh. What's what was Mc, what's McDavid on pace for in a full season? In like 150, 53 points or something? Fucking insane! Come on, come on, calculator. We can do this. So we can do this, brain. Uh, yeah, 155 points he would be on pace Fuck! For. Oh my god. that's tw- that As it stands, that's 27 more than Kucherov had a couple of years ago when he got 128. 27 more! Fucking madness, <laughs> isn't it? Fucking mad. What a oh. guy. 
Fucking great. What a guy. If he doesn't win a cup at some point in his career, dude, I tell you, it's going to be so sad. So sad. Fold, fold the league. Should should be like not allowed to carry on. Not that pure mismanagement of your entire sport. God, you're right. Yeah, the uh, the people who fix these games should be doing a better job for sure, shouldn't they? <laughs> we need more referee interference. <laughs> yeah, because there's not enough in the league already, is there? You know? There we go. That'll do for this week, everybody. Thank you for listening. Will, any last words? Uh, no, my last words would be the very audible stomach grumble that I let out uh, 20 seconds oh. ago. Lovely, lovely. So as Will rushes off to get some dinner or evacuate his previous dinner, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Take care, folks. <laughs> we'll, See you later. We'll, we'll update you as to which one it was next episode. <laughs> A teaser. See you later, folks. Peace. Peace.